Good morning, and welcome back to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your co-host, Thomas Dempsey. And I'm your co-host, Elizabeth Connor. And we have a lot to talk about today, but before we begin, Elizabeth, what have you been up to that hasn't been reading? Um, really just still getting back into the swing of things at school. Um, sure. You know, we were talking before we recorded about just like I've been particularly tired this week. Yes. Um, I also think part of my lack of wanting to get up this morning was because um, I had to get up twice with the dog, mm. with Miss Violet. Uh, okay. Does she let you know when she needs to get up? Um, well, the first time Brian woke me up and he was like, hey, the dog's throwing up. Oh. So, got up, fed her, because that's why she was throwing up, and she she wanted to be, because she, I guess, needed to be fed, or wanted to be fed, and anyway, cleaned it up. Um, that sounds fun. My weeks, my two weeks have been pretty normal. Uh, work, swing of work has been sort of settling in. We have the promise of new hires on the horizon but just remains to be seen had this new guy start the other week who apparently was there a couple years back when i was working at a different branch so he knows his way around and seems pretty reliable that's good yeah and uh been um doing good been listening to a lot of music had some nice albums come out recently that i've been checking out uh, there's this artist, um, something Mulve, I want to say it's, her name is spelled like M-V-U-L-A, mm-hmm. and, uh, she had a new album come out called Pink Noise. It's really nice. It's sort of like a synth pop R&B album. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's worth checking out. And, uh, went by this local record store to get the new Liars album on vinyl, and, uh, the guy there said that uh, back in the day, he was in a band who actually toured with Liars when they were first starting out and uh, hadn't signed to a label. So it's hard to say whether or not he was just sort of shooting the breeze or talking from experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seemed specific enough that I'd take his word for it. Okay. And uh, yeah, and that was uh, Pharmacy Records and. Uh, Lawrence Road in Greenville. Anybody wants to check it out, it's a good place to go. And, uh, yeah. So, I think that's probably enough waffling. You want to just dive right into some book talk? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay. Well, uh, this week we're discussing my reading challenge. So, before we do that, do you want to talk about what you had to read? Yeah, so I read, um, four books... And I'm probably, I'm going to talk about two of them in particular, and then the other two I'll just briefly touch on. So, okay. uh, two of the four books that I read, the first one was called The Varsity Dad Dilemma by Lex Martin. Um, okay. And the other one was, where is it? Here it is. The other one was Rough Love by Lauren Landish. Um, these All two right. were both, you know, they're both romance novels and they were both in the realm or in the vein of like second chance romance. Okay. 
I, I get that. Where you know the the two the two main characters had a relationship in the past. Life happened. Mm. There's a lot of hurt there, and then they end up getting back together. So those were two of the four books that I read, and they were both good. Um, and then the other two, one was weird. But I guess like not that weird anymore, considering some of the stuff I've talked about. And the oh, other one okay. was fun. All right. Okay. So the weird one is called Marked by Milana Jacks, and it okay. is book one of the Tribes series. Okay. And it's very much in the vein of like, I don't know the Snake People book I've talked about, and like the Spider People book I've talked about, but this one like. Yeah. You know, Earth, I mean, human, like, comes to a different planet. There's, like, a humanoid-type species. They're all shifters, but they don't, like, shift into wolves. I'm not really sure what they shift into. They're they're not very clear. Um, They just shift into some kind of, like, predatory mammal. Yeah. Uh, There's a contest for the human's affection, and, you know, and then they fall in love. So... Alrighty. And oh, yeah, you're right. That doesn't sound too weird compared to some other things. Yeah, no. And uh and I wanted to I just feel like I really wanted more to talk about the author because Milana Jacks, I've read several things by her, and I just feel like this is like I just feel like this is her wheelhouse because everything I have ever read has uh, by her has been like alien omegaverse or alien this or alien human this and you know i feel like she's very much a good example of you know i found what i'm good at and i'm sticking to it (laughs) yeah know your niche yeah know your niche okay Um, and uh yeah and before i talk about my last book was there did you read anything else besides what you had to for the challenge? Oh, b- besides what I am, um, yeah, my challenge breed. Yeah, I read a couple of books. Uh, I read a couple of essay collections. Um, one, both are fairly brisk reads, one longer than the other. Uh, first one was um, How to Slowly Kill Yourself and Others in America by, uh, I couldn't find a pen when I was logging these mm-hmm. the other night, so I used a, uh, I used a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. And obviously the um, the ink is bled, so it's kind of hard to discern what's supposed to be what. Yeah. I think it's Kisei Lehman. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like a short essay collection. It's actually a re-release and re-edited version of an essay collection he released, I think, about sometime earlier in the last decade. And then uh, with everything that's been happening recently, he wanted... he bought the publication rights back from the original publisher and then re-edited it and republished it uh, early last year or um, mid last year because there's like references to uh, the uh, pandemic and what have you uh, it's it's a pretty hefty read um, Kisei is a, uh, a black man who grew up in uh, Mississippi whose uh, mother was a teacher, but who, like, all his life had to deal with, uh, like, racial injustice and uh, sort of, like, class divides and stuff. 
and each of the essays, it sort of goes backwards chronologically through his life, like starting out with his more recent experiences, like in the publishing world, and uh, going back to his time as a kid, although it bounces around a bit uh, beyond that. But uh, yeah, it's a really good read. Um, and the um, other essay book I read was by John Green called uh, The Anthropocene Reviewed. Mm-hmm. Do you know who John Green is? Is he the one that wrote, like, In the S- in the Stars or... Yeah, he wrote In the Stars. Yeah, okay. All right, so, yeah, John Green, a uh, famous author of In the Stars, uh, he has this podcast called The... I'm joking, by the way. It's not called In the Stars. It's called The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, that's it. I knew, you know, the, the one about the kids yeah. with cancer. <laughs> I couldn't decide which would make me seem more like a jerk <laughs> if I just, like, leapt to correct it or if I just played along. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, yeah. And uh, he has this podcast that he's done or been doing. I'm not sure what the status of it is. He's talked about the podcast sort of wrapping up. But uh, it's called The Anthropocene Reviewed, and it's basically a uh, overview show that tackles various, like, cultural and human artifacts. Mm-hmm. Like, anything from, like, human experience to uh, just, like, a random object or a place or a piece of pop culture and sort of ties it into the broader, like, human history and human experience that brought it about. And also, like, how it sort of relates to him and his uh, life experience. Mm-hmm. So, it's a pretty accessible read. Um, I think I probably prefer his fiction from what I've read. The only uh, John Green novel I've read. And he hasn't written that many, turns out. Uh, I guess he's only done, like, three or four novels. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, goodness knows, getting a book wrote. I feel like authors like Stephen King and what have you uh, probably make it like sort of hard to appreciate how much time goes into writing a book mm-hmm. but at any rate um yeah this, this essay collection was good and uh finished it up the other day and i feel like essay collections are a good niche for me because you can sort of jump in and out really easily you feel like a sense of accomplishment from reading like multiple essays in a sitting mm-hmm. and uh you know, they're that sort of brand of nonfiction that's, like, not especially dense mm-hmm. as far as, like, parsing text is concerned. Yeah. As opposed to, like, something like a, just a straight up and down nonfiction uh, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to probably try to seek out some more of those in the weeks to come to see if I can't uh, boost my numbers. Okay. Yeah, but uh, those are the two other books I read. And... Um, uh, I'm all ready with you are to talk about, or did you have another book? Yeah, yeah you had I've your other book, book to talk about. Yeah, I've got okay. one more book to talk about. Right. Um, <clears throat> so the last book that I wanted to talk about uh, was so fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it was The Venue, a wedding novel by T.J. Payne. Okay. This book was so fun to read because it's just like, it's weird. It, I don't know. I've never seen the movie Midsommar, but it kind of gave me Midsommar vibes. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, it's a sure. horror novel. Um, 
And it reads just like a, a horror novel. Yeah. Like, it reads just like it. So there's, you know, there's an exposition where there's build-up and stuff, and then there's the, the gory killing part and a resolution of some kind. Um, so this book is about um, a girl named Amy who is invited to her childhood friend. I think his name is Caleb. I think that's his name. Um, she's invited. She's invited to her childhood friend Caleb's uh, wedding um, in Europe, and her parents are invited, and she's allowed to bring a guest. So um, Amy's gay, and she had when the book opens, she has just broken up with her uh, girlfriend um, or fiance. I'm not really sure if they were engaged or not. Uh, okay. But anyway. Because when she responded to the RSVP, um, she and her girlfriend were together at the time. So now, even though that now that they've broken up, they're like still friends. So they're so her girl, her ex girlfriend's still going to go with her. So anyway, they right. all and it's all expenses paid. Wow. Pretty so flashy. yeah, uh, well, Caleb is a billionaire. Oh, okay. There it so is. So he and his fiance, or he, yeah, he and his fiance, um, pay to have all of their friends and family flown to Europe and boarded at this place called the venue, and like that's all it's called. It's called the venue, and like huh. things are just weird, like from the get go. Um, yeah. When Amy first sees Caleb it's like the first time she's seen him since like high school or something and yeah. you know they're in their 30s at this point so Amy's just like hey and she tries to go give him a hug and he's just like I can't hug you I'm in a committed relationship I mean you are here for my wedding and she's like okay huh. um and then you know she's like well you look good like you know you've really like put on a lot of muscle there what are you doing and he's like I take steroids <laughs> and and she's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then she realizes, like, no, nah, he's not joking. Yeah. And um, so anyway, then uh, the wedding happens, and they get to the reception, and that's when the killing starts. Okay. Yep. And it was so fun. Like, I'm sitting here, and, and I'm just like, man, they need to make this into a movie. It would be such a good movie. Yeah, when was the book written? Oh, Lord, I don't even know. Um, yeah, because I could, uh, depending on, like, when it was published, I could see, like, maybe the film rights still being in limbo. Here we go. It was published April of uh, last year, April of 2020. Okay, yeah, so then, so there's still probably time. Yeah, so it was reminding me, have you heard of that film Ready or Not? I don't think I've heard of that one. It was. It came out a few years ago. It's this uh, sort of horror comedy oh. about this woman. Is yes? that the one where like the woman gets married and then like they're having a family dinner or something and? Yeah, it. She gets married into the uh, into this family of board game moguls, essentially, like this family that made their fortune owning a board game company. Yeah. And part of their family tradition is at every wedding, um, the new like wedded person or whoever is coming into the family uh, is 
selects a game at random for them all to play. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, this one in 20 chance or whatever that the game that they'll choose is hide-and-seek. And if that's the game they choose, then the way it works is that person has to hide and the family has to hunt her down and kill her. And, uh, so that... But then, of course... I guess, like, the family hasn't played the game in so long that nobody in the family's good at killing. So <laughs> they have to spend half the time just accidentally murdering each other. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty broad. I think Bobby Moynihan's in it. But uh, I haven't seen it. I've just seen, like, clips and trailers, but it looked fun. And, yeah, I uh, haven't seen that one either. Yeah, but it, uh, it, it I can see the... Um, I certainly get the midsummer vibes you were describing, the whole going to a different place where things are off and people start dying. Yeah. Yeah. And then but, just uh, like yeah, that sounds good. And I mean and you and said it was called the venue. It, yeah, it's called the venue. Um All right. But I mean like just overall, like the 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 bride and the groom are just weird. And like the whole time, like throughout the whole time. Uh, the dad, Amy's dad, who's at the wedding, he's just like, that kid was always w- messed up, or that kid was always a weird one. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's her dad? Is it his dad or her dad? It's her dad. So he comes too? Yeah, because her parents okay. are invited. Okay, whoa. So it's her That's parents scary. and her ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. On top of, you know, like, a hundred and something other people. Sure. No, it's not that big. It's like 60-something. Okay. Still, though, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, so uh, I think that leaves us just uh, my reading challenge book to discuss. But before that, we're going to pause to take a quick break. Yep. All right, and we'll be back in a second. And welcome back to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. Um, and now that we are back from the break, we are going to get into Thomas's reading challenge update. Right. Um, so the last time I had to assign him a challenge, I assigned him, he had to read one of my three favorite books from high school because we're in the back to school season. Um, yep. And so he could choose from among Wuthering Heights, um, the color purple or Sid Arth- or Siddhartha. But, and Thomas, okay. take it away. All right. Well, I uh, went with Siddhartha by Herman Hess. God, I love that book. It is that is the it is the one about like the uh, the uh, titular character going on like a spiritual uh, journey. Yep. Okay. Because. Um, that I've, I'm not sure how the name is pronounced. I've been pronouncing it Siddhart, Siddhartha or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a pretty short read, and uh, I would be lying if I said that wasn't part of the uh, impetus for picking it, but I also picked it because it was available on the Serial app, and I would wanted to make a, another go of getting something read with that after uh, sort of whiffing on um, Anna Karenina. Mm-hmm. So I managed that. And in fact, I wound, I think I finished it the day 
we recorded our last episode. Okay. Like, we recorded the episode, and then I read the last uh, little serial update for that book. Okay. And I will say, I enjoy this, the serial app. It's very convenient and accessible. My only problem with it is is that it makes logging the right translation or the right uh, edition of a book mm-hmm. in your reading goals kind of uh, inconvenient. Yeah. Because, like, I'm sort of a stickler for that sort of thing. And, like, there's a way you can sync your Goodreads account to your serial account and it'll uh, supposedly upload the book to your reading thing. Oh. But when I did that for Siddhartha... Um, it brought up a German language edition for some reason, which I guess uh, Herman Hess was a German author, so it stands to reason. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, I just thought that was uh, a little weird, so I just changed it to uh, whatever English language edition I could find. But I felt still feel sort of awkward about it because whenever I post a book, I like to give the sense that I'm posting the exact book that I read. Mm-hmm. So like. Uh, if especially if like an edition or whatever that I'm reading came with certain supplemental materials that I might want to factor in. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, at any rate, I uh, read Siddhartha and I really enjoyed it. It's a, the story of a what? What is his role? He's like the son of a holy man, or because uh, yeah. the book. Because, like, the book was written by a German, but it's set in, like, India. Yeah. And, uh, uh like, sort of ancient India. Um, I can't, I couldn't tell you exact time frame, but, like, basically, uh, around yeah. the time of, like, so the Buddha just, and stuff. So, I just looked it up, and it said, um, that the, the, where the story takes place is traced to either modern India or modern Nepal. Okay. Alright. So, um... And it's just the story of this kid who wants to sort of, like, attain oneness with the universe or come to, like, a... uh, Sort of fulfill the, I guess, uh... The uh, Buddhist uh, notion of, um... uh, Nirvana? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Is this... Okay. So he, um... Leaves his home, travels with his friend, becomes like a, uh, a, uh, what is the word they use for it? Is it aesthetic? It's like a sort of, uh, yeah, an aesthetic. Uh, just sort of living off of, uh, alms and the land. And, uh, does that for a time, then he has an encounter with the Buddha. And, um, am I saying, am I saying that right? Which like one? That it, is the character the Buddha, or is he someone else? Are you talking about... Which character are you talking about? Like, he... he when he's living as an aesthetic, he... There's, like, tell of a holy man who's, like, ascended or attained uh, nirvana. And he's, they seek him out, and he meets with him, and then afterwards he goes off and becomes a merchant. Oh yeah, no, he he is um he is the Buddha. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't um misapplying the wrong term. But um Yeah, so then he becomes a merchant and lives for many years 
to sort of get an understanding of the material sort of life of the flesh that he's sort of been abstaining from to see what like what knowledge or anything that can impart to him and then he sort of wraps up his life as a uh a uh uh, a what a ferryman mm-hmm. uh, to help people cross a river and there's like a depth of wisdom that he attains from doing that and I feel like I just gave away the whole plot it's not a very plot heavy book no you know, more it's... just like inhabiting Siddhartha's headspace as he encounters all these ordeals and events and the people he meets and how they impact him mm-hmm. and it's more just for like that sense of like zen prose i guess yeah yeah it's kind of like uh, what class yes it's kind of like the plot of this book is how siddhartha develops into his final form sure (laughs) and how did you how did you come to read this book what class was it uh assigned for it was i i read it either junior year of high school or I think I read it junior year of high school I don't think I read it senior year of high school and that was like AP English there's two AP English exams like one's composition and one's literature is that right yeah I feel like I read it for AP English comp okay because I think I had English literature my senior year okay well I mean uh I liked it. I, my, I was a little confused when I saw that the author was German, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if he was writing in English because there wasn't any indication of a translator. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll admit, like reading through Siddhartha, I feel like it would have uh, hit better if it was coming from like an Indian author. But uh, I mean, the I felt like the writing itself self was still strong, so I still enjoyed it. But um, not sure what much else to say about it. It was a, it's a pretty short read, so yeah, it pack it's pretty uh, packs in a good punch. And um, like you said, it was one of your favorites. What about it? it like sort of led to it sticking with you over the years. Um. To be honest, I just remember, like, you know, I've talked about on this uh, on this episode that I'm really big about how books make me feel and that, like, I have a lot of, and that I have memories tied to books because of the way they made me feel, even though I might not necessarily, like, remember all of the intricacies of the plot or the in- intricacies of the character. Yeah. Um, but I just remember, like reading this book and collectively as a class like all of us or most of us in the class just being like hey this is a book that was assigned that like we actually enjoyed okay um so i just remember that being that being a thing of um you know almost this like collective realization of oh like here's a piece of classical literature because the book was written in 22 uh yeah and then pu- it was it, and then published in English in the 50s but it was like here's this piece of classical literature that we as 16 and 17 year olds actually enjoy yeah that's not and i i think it's fun to th- uh think about the idea that this book that um plays so much on the theme of rejecting teachers yeah would be assigned to you in an educational institution 
<laughs> Which I mean, it doesn't it doesn't uh, like reject learning, which I guess is sort of the idea. But the idea that it that the book itself sort of takes an anti-establishment stance. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I remember like being really. Like, I really maybe I did read this senior year, but I don't think so. I said I think I read it junior year. Um, yeah, so I time, remember time is compressed in your memory. Like, yeah, I ha- I've I've had very specific memories of things happening that could not have physically taken place at the same time. Yeah. Um. But I also remember, like, I really enjoyed this book because it was around the time that, like, like Poppy uh, was sick and, like, oh, in yeah. and out of the hospital a lot. Right. That So that would have been junior year for you at the very least. Yeah. And, um, and I, it just, like, in terms of, like, a, in terms of, like, a spiritual way, like, I was just, I was questioning a lot of things and I was confused about a lot of things and I was like really angry um about things going on in you know our personal lives and I felt like this book like I just really resonated with the character of Siddhartha because it was like I could see because the change in him not necessarily reflected a change in me but I could like empathize with it yeah that makes sense yeah I get you so yeah, I remember that time. The art that spoke to me during all that was uh, Franz Ferdinand's Take Me Out, mm-hmm. which was burning up the radio. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, I have a really strong memory of like what music I was listening to at big points in my life. Yeah. And like 2004, 2005 was like a big year for that sort of stripe of alternative rock. Mm-hmm. So, I just have, like, a lot of very specific memories of, like, radios playing or, like, discmans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to have read it. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to. I'm glad you took me up on it. Yeah. And, uh, that basically covers everything we've read, so if you want to go into it we can talk our uh, reading numbers now yep so i'll start uh i read three books um siddhartha by herman hess with a word total of about forty-one thousand five hundred and eighty-nine words i read uh how to slowly kill yourself and others in america by uh, kisa layman but which uh, had an estimated fifty-one thousand four hundred and eighty words and I read The Anthropocene Review by John Gree, uh, which had an estimated 71,999 words, bringing my word total up to uh, 2,880,987 words. Okay. So, and I read Rough Love by Lauren Landish, which had a word count of 88,722 words. Um, I also read... The Varsity Dad Dilemma by Lex Martin, which had a word total of 53,976. I read Marked by Milana Jax, and that had a word total of 35,964. 
And then I read The Venue by T.J. Payne, and that had a word total um, of 81,324. So um, in the interim, my in the past two weeks, I've read 259,986 words, uh, which brought my word total up to 6,016,976 words. But, you know, we've talked a couple of episodes ago about... Um, like the the thing we came up with with the library fees yes so that has since been resolved um so i am okay. actually re- so i'm i'm going to subtract uh 205,000 words from that total so all in all my word total is 5,811,976 words okay well I, I was under the impression you'd gone ahead and done it the previous time. Oh, no, I hadn't. Okay, that's cool. But I have now. So, all right. So that's all taken care of. That's where we stand. Still got a lot of work ahead of me if I'm going to stay, get back in this. But uh, for the time being, I think it's time for another reading challenge. What do you got for me? Okay, so um, I have really gotten into TikTok again. Okay. Um kind of when I was like big into TikTok, which I guess like last summer, um yeah. It was like almost it was like almost unhealthy. Like I was on oh, TikTok okay. for like 3 and 4 hours at a time. Um Yeah. But now I've kind of like I started a new TikTok account and I have kind of tempered my viewing Um, so I'm like reading it for shorter periods of time spread out over the day. Um, sure. And you know, TikTok is kind of infamous for taking you through several like subgenres of TikTok. Yes. And I have started to come across book talk. Okay. So your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to, is to, um, go on to book talk. Yes. Find an author promoting their wares, and okay. and read and read one of them. Okay, sounds good. I've been um, I, I mean I check on TikTok once twice a day myself, mostly cat videos and VTubers. Yeah. So uh, I enjoy that. Um, I don't. I guess I might have to message you about places to start because I don't know if it's like. A hashtagged thing. You can just like look up book talk or whatever. Yeah, you can. Um, because that is a hashtag that a lot of book talkers use is hashtag book talk. Sure. Okay. And that's and that's not talk like T A L K. It's T O K. Not like what we do. Yeah, not like what we do. It's T O K. Okay. Book talk. All right. And uh, I we we could probably stand to set us up with a uh, set the your words against mine podcast up with a TikTok channel. Yeah. But uh, we'll look into that. And at any rate, uh, thank you for the assignment. I will get right on it. And in the meantime, uh, our listeners can reach out to us at yourwordspodcast at gmail I still need to update the website, which is yourwordspodcast.com. And uh, 
why don't you tell us where they can find us on social media? And on socials, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Your Words Podcast. Or, yeah, okay. Your Words Podcast. Your Words Podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we've talked about... It's a, it's a pretty brisk episode today. I think we're both sort of uh, just keeping it uh, bare bones these days. Yeah. But... Um, I enjoy our conversation. Me too. Yep. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again. And I look forward to talking to you again. And I look forward to all you out there in podcast land listening to us again. Speaking of uh, numbers, we recently surpassed 400 downloads. Woohoo! Go us! Yeah. Yeah, well that's. I thought that was pretty good. The last episode did solid numbers. August has been a very good month for us. So, uh, happy to have everybody listening. Look forward to everybody else joining us in the future. Yeah. And until that time, y'all take care. Read well. Uh, bye. Bye. It's sort of reassuring to know I'm never going to come up with a sign off. <laughs>